0: Grab some honey buns, some nutty bars, and gorge yourself on chocolate cake. We're heading to Fat Camp. We watched Camp Massacre. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. Greetings, moon goons! What is up out there in moon goon land? We are Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst of horror movies. Movies so bad, they're scary. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton. With me today, as always, is my best friend and co-host, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Aaron, how are you doing on this soggy, gray, overcast Saturday afternoon in St.
1: Louis? We have a Seattle-esque day here in St. Louis. This is the 4th of July weekend. This is the kind of weekend where it's like... You know, we got sticky buns, like, literally, our butts are sticking together because it's so hot, so humid, 100 degrees, heat index of 110. Today, today, it is 68 degrees, the high, overcast, raining, low of 59. What the fuck? I am personally loving it. Myself. I love it too. It's really nice. It's a it's nice switch up. Amazing. Most people uh, who are horror fans really don't like the sun too much. And the heat. You know, I don't. Sun burns. Us. You don't. You don't see too many. Uh, you know, sun bunnies out there watching uh, horror films. <laughs>
0: I guess that's So one this way to is look this is it. a
1: great weather. This is a great, this is great horror yeah, movie weather. Great, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: so speaking of horror, today's movie is Camp Massacre. We're continuing on with our summer camp theme here.
1: This is our last one, right? I don't know. It might keep Well, it rolling, I mean, for this month, for this month, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, we'll just see. I mean, we might just we might move away from camp movies and just do other summer based. Sure, but sure. But yeah, we've we'll been a, we've been to
1: camp a lot, so I think been this might camp. be our last trip to camp.
0: Um. So yeah, we're doing Camp Massacre, where there are starving to. Death. That is the tagline for this fiasco of a movie. It was released on April twelfth of two thousand fourteen. You can find it on Amazon, but if for those of you who actually still go to them, you—I originally found it at a Family Video where I rented it months ago, uh, and just wanted to save it for you know a summertime theme movie. So
1: Family Video, going to a video. Yeah, you can store. actually go
0: to a video store. They still have those, and you can go in and rent it.
1: Man, go into video stores. That's kind <laughs> of a. That's, it's, a, it's 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 becoming a lost, you know, retail thing. It's becoming something that's going away. That's
0: true. But I will say one thing about video stores, especially in the horror. Like that was one thing I always loved. Like was going to the video store and like just perusing the the, the horror section, and finding like some crappy old eighties like VHS. Right. And, like, like, oh, what movies can I rent this time? And let's rent all these horror movies.
1: And you find a gem every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of crap, but there's that's why we're crap. here. Um,
0: speaking of just, well, I don't say crap, but just it's. An oddity of this movie is that it is long. It is. It is two hours and ten minutes long. Well we'll say two hours by takeaway. You know, we'll round it down to two, two, ten, two if you yeah. take away the credits. But that is long for a horror movie, especially for an independent horror movie. This thing is long. It was written by Daniel Emery Taylor and also directed by him and a guy named Jim O'Hare were the directors. Uh the cast uh has some actually adds some people in it to have some clout. Uh most notably, if you look at the cover, uh, it's, it features Brie Olsen, the porn star, front and center. Um, it has Al Snow, the former WWE wrestler. And it has some other people, but one guy by the name of G. Larry Butler, who plays Coach TA. He has 148 credits to his name, dating all the way back from 1985 till present day. So he's still going. Um, also, a side note both of the directors, Jim O'Rear and Daniel Emery Taylor, are in this movie. Uh, Daniel Emery Taylor plays Greg, one of the fat asses. Uh, but he's been doing apparently he's been doing movies since 1989. Uh, he was in things like Return of the Swamp Thing, uh, and he was also in Helophone with ah, Kayla Perkins. This is
1: the second time in a row we've mentioned. I'm mean, we get to Helophone. the we're like
0: fuck Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Where we start playing like Six Degrees of Kayla Perkins, uh, or maybe I don't know, maybe Ron Jeremy before these four <laughs> show. <laughs> Who knows? They might cross pass. They someday. might cross paths. Poor Kayla. Um, also, another big whore name. Uh, 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 I guess cult favorite is Dick Warlock.
1: Yeah. Not Dick just Warlock. the name, but yeah.
0: Dick Warlock. But uh, um...
1: <laughs> talking about porn, Ron. J- that what a great porn name, yeah. <laughs> Dick Warlock. <laughs> That's a great porn name. It
0: is. It is. Uh, he has 174 credits as a stuntman alone, and then another uh, was it like 39 as an actor? So he's done a ton of shit. He was in Friday the Thirteenth: A New Beginning, which we've done on the show. Mm-hmm. Halloween two and three. In Halloween two, he actually played Michael Myers or the Shape. Uh, He was in Escape from New York, Pumpkinhead, where he also played Clayton Heller in the movie. Movies as like the Abyss, Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Casino, The Thing, Jaws, where he is Richard Dreyfuss's stunt double. And he was also Kurt Russell's stunt double on a TV show called The Quest.
1: That's what I was going to mention. Actually, he was uh, when I he was Kurt Russell's personal stunt double for a lot of his stuff. You mentioned Escape from New York. You mentioned the thing, other things that he's done. But yeah, Kurt, Kurt Russell and uh, Dick Warlock. And if anybody doesn't know, Kurt Russell is my man crush. From yeah, Aaron from has high like a above. major man crush. I well. I love 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 Kurt Russell. If there's anybody I could be, it'd be Kurt Russell.
0: Um, and the last person I'm going to mention on the cast is uh, is Jim O'Rear um he other credits he's he was like a man on a mission like a do-it-all-yourself type guy for this movie even though he didn't really direct it or but he was also created as a producer he did the music he did the film editing he did the special effects visual effects part of the casting department costume and wardrobe department with Lisa O'Rear which I'm guessing is his wife and listed as other crew with Lisa Roger and Susie O'Rear so this was like a family project for them and just like a I don't know. Uh, it's a lot of hats. That's a lot of hats. It's a lot of hats.
1: Uh, so
0: I, I dug you j- need a
1: good organizer. That's like a lid store. <laughs> that's a, that's <laughs> a lot of hats. Lids in the mall. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, but I found this guy interesting because besides being an actor, he's also a stuntman, writer, and a paranormal professional. Which I'm not really sure what that means, Ooh. but I mean, or what field, what he is.
1: But paranormal professional.
0: Uh, other than, he began his career on tour as the youngest professional mag- magician. He opened for David Copperfield, who was huge, like one of the biggest magicians of all time.
1: Made the Statue of Liberty disappear.
0: Yeah. um, (laughs) Along with Harry Blackstone Jr. and the great Tom Sony, who I guess other magicians would know him. He also opened for Cheap Trick. That's pretty cool. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, as a magician, he opened for Cheap
1: Trick. Yeah, I want you to want me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, (laughs) And he's also worked on some very big movies and shows with huge stars. Like uh, Again, I'm not going to read them all off, but uh, you can check it out if you really want to. Uh, and many also besides the overall this cast is also many of the same cast members of this movie were also in a horror movie called The Hospital, which was also <laughs> written by Jim O'Rear and Daniel Emory Taylor. Were they on a
1: bariatric floor of all those <laughs> fat motherfuckers? <laughs> Jesus. Well, I
0: think it's some of the girls and some of the mm, other people too, mm-hmm. but, but that movie is also written by Jim O'Rear and Daniel Emory Taylor, who is one of the directors of this film. So a lot of uh, a lot, a lot of
1: little uh, nuggets of information there. Yeah, uh, it's kind
0: of fun to you know, look look into sure. some of that. Um, so on to the movie itself. Time to go to Fat Camp. No oh boy. <laughs> we open at some motel hotel. At what? At first, first I was like, you know, some like short town along Connecticut or maybe Miami. Yeah, well, but... I,
1: I was thinking like Florida and they talk about it. It's an but island. It it's, it's turns in, out it's an island. Somewhere in the Caribbean. Because it's, it's got island. Jamaican music. It's like, a hey, mom, No, I yeah, want but you it's get like some jerk like, chicken marijuana? But it's a, a bunch of like
0: white people walking around with like sailboats. and oh well, yeah, I mean, that's it's not Caribbean
1: island. It's, the nice places are inhabited by whites. <laughs> They're not so nice, the natives.
0: Um. So anyway, the, we have Brie Olson, who's there. This fat girl and there's some other kind of cute girl who are just Staying, doing the trip or something like yeah. They, if, they're checking into spring break or what? They're, they're
1: just they're checking there. into a motel, a shitty motel, mind you.
0: Yeah, and they're talking about being away from home and just getting wild. And uh the the other girl who had, you don't really know her name, or it doesn't fucking matter. Um, she's like, I want to suck off some hot guy in a bath t- bathroom somewhere, and like that's her whole thing. Sweet. And so the fat girl who's named Holly. She just sits on the bed and eats candy.
1: Yeah. Like they and really... she's got like an open sore on her lips, Yeah, too. it's like like
0: herpes or yeah, something. It's like pretty gross. Weird. Um, and it's bad enough that she's fat and the other girls are giving her shit for her. But if you're that large... Don't wear a
1: hair clip or
0: beret that looks like a
1: chicken leg drumstick yes. in your hair. Yes, I thought that was pretty ridiculous. I mean, she's she's got to be pushing four hundred oh, pounds. Oh, easily. Or yeah, she's eating candy and she's got a chi- like a drumstick hair beret. Yeah. In her hair. <laughs> Like what? <laughs> so she's down on herself. She's like, no one's gonna. Yeah, because the what the girls like. Hey, the two cute girls are talking about going out and leaving fatty behind. They want to party. But the the Bria yeah. Olson's like, no, we can't leave her behind. She's you know she's part of the group. And the fat girl's going, no, I really am fat. Brielson yeah, talks her up. She has like a pity party. Sure, for Sure, Brielson was like, "No, you can be a strong, independent woman. It's about confidence. It's about confidence." It's a kind of a longer scene. Yeah, it, the it, fat girl it, finally goes, "Yeah, I do have confidence. You girls go off and have fun. I'm gonna go get me a hot piece of dark island meat. Yeah, yeah. which honestly is probably just a giant turkey leg. I'm
0: guessing. <laughs> uh, Jamaican jerk chicken or yeah, something. There I you don't go. Yeah, don't know. Get um, the thighs. That's yeah, a get, good dark meat. <laughs> but uh, eventually, Bree says, "No, we're gonna stay and hang out. Yeah. Um uh, but she,
1: no, no go." And it turns out Bree and Holly are supposed to be sisters. I think it was like sorority. I, that's what I got. I got sorority. I, I but anyway. Yeah, it, I got sisters out of it, and which explains why uh, why the
0: two skin girls are hanging out with this fat girl. Because you never see that. I girl, thought sorority. Big. I thought sorority. Um, and after some more meaningless chatter, Bree hurries off to go get ready. So she goes to the bathroom. Cue shower scene of Briosa naked, which is nothing new, but she still looks great.
1: Um, but, so it's, it's kind of funny She's like oh I gotta get ready And then it's like Sexy shower. Yeah soon. I
0: was like What she's girl like, showers like this If they're in a hurry
1: Sticking her butt out Feeling her boobies Don't get me wrong I didn't mind no, watching I totally It was fun like, But it was just kind of funny It's like I gotta get ready uh, It's like she's She's like fucking bom, the bom, water bom, Or something like She's bom, making bom, love bom.
0: to the shower Yeah uh, So I don't I don't know, well, And again more shitty <laughs> music plays yeah. over Um, This movie is filled with horrible music Yeah And So, suddenly, a gloved hand throws back the shower curtain and just repeatedly stabs Brie to death. She stabs so much that her intestines fall out of her and land in the tub, but yet she manages to somehow stay standing.
1: Still standing.
0: Uh, So, the person who has first billing and is dead center in the movie poster is dead within the first five minutes of this movie. Um, Row opening credits. Which are animated, but for in a really weird yeah, way. Yeah,
1: it was kind of kind of strange. Yeah, it was. So it's 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 kind of showing the characters that you're going to see in amina, amina, uh, animated, animated form. Animated, jeez, I can't even. Laminated, tell. And laminated, and animated, animated form. So. Yeah, and
0: it kind. Of, I mean, at first, and as soon as you see those uh 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 animated credits, I oh, God, I can't even speak right now. Um, you can, it kind of takes you into a thing where, okay, you know you're not going to get a serious. Movie now, because, I don't know, when I see a horror movie and it's anime like that, and, like, cartoon style, or, and I'm running around, like, scooby Doo type stuff. Yeah, Like, yeah. okay, you know you're in for, you know, more of a Sh- lighthearted. stick. stick. Sticky, yeah. Yeah, so, after the long credit sequence, we're taken to the summer camp, which is supposed to be the filming location for, like, a Biggest Loser type of reality show.
1: Yeah, it's a game show where a bunch of fatties lose a bunch of weight.
0: Yeah, so this is the second movie now where we've done, like, a, a summer camp that t- was a reality Show at Camp Dread was right, um, and we meet the bald pro- who at first I think is the producer, but it turns out I think he's like the, he's like the host of the show. <laughs> but his name's Warren, <laughs> and this woman named Natalie, who at first I thought it was his assistant, but I think, but then I think she's she might be like a producer or do it all for the show. Um, you don't really know, and we go to a Mattel room where dozens of like these humongous fat obese guys are just sitting around waiting for audition We're just, talking
1: heavy like, weights, the biggest
0: well, like. Gigantic heart, like so fat they're almost hard to look at.
1: Yeah, fat. we're talking 400 plus pounds as the smallest guy. Yeah, that's, There's one guy that's so big in the entire movie, he didn't stand.
0: Uh, but Yes, I have that in note. Yeah, yeah, I was going to notice. He is so fucking big. Um, so, let's give you a rundown. We have fat, morose, goth guy whose name is Dark with a C. Um, we have the fat bearded liberal named Tim Smith who wears a t shirt that reads ATF should be a convenience store, not a government agency which i thought was kind of funny um this weird guy who's either like gay or stuck in his infancy stages of development i got him as gay
1: yeah, with, uh, God, yeah he, he turns out so he's definitely weird. gay but when you
0: first see him and he wears well at first he's looking like he's wearing a pink onesie and he's bald but he's got this one long, long strand of black like, hair like hanging braid, off his forehead like
1: one long braid coming out like the center, center of front his forehead. Yeah. of his forehead that he tucks behind his ear and he's got this weird shitty little lip ring like lip like mustache it's almost like john waters has a pencil thin mustache yeah. but it's even thinner and like just creepier on a morbidly obese yes, guy yes and he's got That's a lip ring fucking weird and he's
0: sucking on a lollipop the whole yeah, time yeah yeah um, I just, at, from his point, I pretty much just call him gay Buddha from here on out because he kind of looks like a gay Buddha. Dude. Nice. Um, now we have, we also have fat man, the old fat man rapper, um, Eric two ton Rockefeller <sighs> who looks like just a fat white version of run DMC
1: with, with Elvis glasses.
0: With Elvis glasses. Yes. This guy is really fucking annoying
1: and a, he's an the worst character. character. And we
0: have fat guy in suspenders who doesn't speak English. And we, that's all he is. Uh, we have fat guy and wife being in track suit named Phil. Philip something, who's like a Jersey Guido, and Andy Morrison, bald guy with beard, wears a camel shirt, and his friend Greg, and then there's Jeremy Landers, who's just kind of like the normal fat guy. He's just there. There's really nothing special about him. He's just there. And we also, the last person in the room is this guy named Frederick. Turn Bloom, who's just doing calisthenics, like he's doing squats and jumpy jacks. He's
1: the slim. He's he's still a heavy guy. He's not, but he's probably like two fifty. Yeah, you know, he's just overweight. Yeah, he's he's, not
0: nowhere near. He does not have class
1: three obesity.
0: Exactly. Um. So now we get this exterior shot of the production trailer, which isn't even a real trailer. They couldn't get a real trailer for this movie. It's a camper It's just okay. Yeah, it's a camper but it's just a Photoshop image of one. It's just a (laughs) cut and paste (laughs) image. Of a trailer with a sign that says production trailer You're right. paste over a picture of some grass and trees. So they couldn't even get a real camper and <laughs> just take a picture of it. <laughs> so inside this guy, we meet this guy named uh James, uh, who's talk who Dr. James is talking to this old guy who is Dick Warlock, who is like the network head. He's like the big cheese. Yeah, big he's supposed dog. to
1: be the big cheese of the network for this show.
0: Yeah. And he the older man tells him that there's a lot run on the show after the accident with the laugh show. That happened to the last show. They're in big financial trouble. Um, doctor James, is like, don't worry about this. My weight loss plan is proven. They, they, they can be proud. Well, we can prove yeah, them. Yeah, guaranteeing the that he's going well, yeah. It'll be fine.
1: He's reassuring. We're going to get them to lose weight.
0: Yeah. Uh, turns out James is uh, again. He's some kind of doctor of some sort, and um, that it's Warren's show, and that Warren's going to be basically running it when the older guy's not here. Uh. This, so let's take some time to clarify these characters. Just to be, For me, this is what I told you. We had Warren, to host the show, and then the girl we saw him earlier with Natalie is, like, I think she's kind of like a cameraman, a producer, yeah. or something. And then we also have Sheila, the makeup lady, and some, like, random camera guy. Um, so, so far, the show, there's only one cameraman for this entire show, which is insane and would never happen.
1: <laughs> uh, it's just a shitty camera. Just
0: it's like, Yeah, it's not even nice here. It's like a middle of the road camcorder type thing. And uh, Natalie goes and tells the rest of the cast cast, they're ready to start. And, you know, this is what we want you to do. She lays down the law. Uh, This takes us to the woods where Natalie is now working the one camera. So she's filming instead of the cameraman uh, when Warren does like the opening for the show, which is called By the Pound. And he explains what the show is. He mentions that there's a $1 million prize for whoever wins, you know, the show. Now, this takes us to Natalie filming each cast member doing like a talking head introduction. Like, hey, I'm blah, blah, blah from blah, blah, blah. And when they get to Franklin, Warren stops the shoot and gets on Franklin's case for not being fat enough. Cause, like I said, he's, he's a little overweight, but he's not that big. Yeah. And, and he's, guy. he's
1: like, we're talking all these motherfuckers are gigantic. Yes. Like, and he's, you know, big dude. And it's like, you're not fat. What's wrong with you? Who are you? What's going on? He's like, well, I'm getting a little bit of weight. they like, get out of here. Yeah, he kicks kick him, him off.
0: Kick him off the set completely. And they, <laughs> and he replaces him with the cameraman, Clark, who is another fat guy. Uh, So, these talking head spots are being recorded in the shittiest of locations. They set this small green screen backdrop, which is fine and all, but they put it next to the fridge, which sticks out in every shot, and the wall on the other side sticks in two. And once we have the gigantic fat guys in front of the green screen is barely even visible. All you see is a fridge and a wall. It's awful. So, once the introductions are shot, we skip to the cast meeting, the rest of the cast staff and crew where we, they meet dr james uh we, this is where we meet the lee r emery ripoff drill sergeant named theodore adams also known as coach ta which he says stands for tear ass and he drops the f-bomb on them calling them faggots which is a rarity you don't hear many movies in 2000s not a
1: again we've, we've, we've mentioned it, before. <laughs> we mentioned it before not a not a lot of f-bombs these yeah. days
0: and now we meet Stephanie Trace, who's the show's nurse, the medical person. And when Jeremy first sees her, her, he is love struck.
1: Yeah, now this scene, this is pretty funny. So, you know, they're introducing the people, and then we get to the nurse. And the nurse is, you know, she comes on. She's like, hi, I just got my BSN, so I guess this is my first nursing job. Yeah. And she's talking to all these people, and this guy, Jeremy, he just starts, we're talking like Scooby-Doo sounds like, like he's like just, dumbfounded. He goes into like a dream weaver kind yeah, of dream, sequence yeah, exactly. when he's looking at her and now she's topless, she's got no clothes on and she's deep throating like a, a granola bar. A granola, a granola bar. bar. She's like deep throating a granola bar yeah. and it keeps cutting from her <laughs> naked, topless. Yeah. Deep-throating a granola bar to him, just going, ay ay, ay, ay. you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just, what the fuck is going on? Exactly. He seems like a little kid who is, like, so... He sees, like, a panda bear doing cartwheels or something. Yeah. He's just like, oh, so, oh, God, it's so awesome! <laughs> and, and it's just her deep-throating a granola bar. It's so, so weird. Yeah,
0: after his, like, food-sucking wet daydream, we meet Arthur... Um, and Arthur is the fitness trainer or like, you know, he's like the, this is a fitness
1: sk- trainer who skipped leg day. Yeah. I gotta tell you, <laughs> you know I mean? He's got the skinniest fucking legs ever.
0: And he says he was once over 400 pounds and says, Dr. James's program worked for him, yeah. So it will work for you. Now we cut to Jeremy bumping into Stephanie. They have their little meet cute while he helps her pick up the papers and folders that she just dropped. And he helps her carry some boxes into like this shed or building and they, where they get accidentally locked inside. And she tells me that she's claustrophobic and begins to have a like a breakdown. But Jesus, this has got to be the worst case of claustrophobia ever because it's not that small of a room or building they're in.
1: Pretty good size, Jack. Yeah, and yeah. she's like freaking out. And it's man, this poor motherfucker. I mean. He's sweating his balls off. They're all, I mean, they're I so fat. They're just sweating all so much. Are. Oh, and it's something they comment also about when they're all in the trailer about how bad it smells. It's yeah. like, you got 12, 400 pound men in here. It stinks. It's like, ugh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I could only imagine.
0: Yeah. So um, we, now we jump to the rest of the cast. Like, then they're racing towards the finish line where T.A.'s is yelling at them to move fast. That this is a race. And they play; they really the all the fat guys just play up the fat guy running stereotypes, like they, you know, limber to and fro. They can't run in a straight line; mm-hmm. they're falling, they're down. flopping they, around.
1: They're you know their shirts are off. You I, see, if you are a fan of watching fat people wiggle and jiggle them around, this movie's for you. Yeah, it, they, there's they, lots of that. That's
0: all they, they play off mm-hmm. on the fat stereotypes so much throughout this movie. It's just like a, one big fat joke, and uh. Now we're showing a first-person POV of someone in the woods watching them run from the from the trees and the bush. Uh, time passes. Nighttime comes. We re- re- rejoin Jeremy and Stephanie, still locked in the building, which again is bullshit because I would think the producers would be like, "Hey, we're missing somebody. We never Where, look for the him. Where's the nurse? Where's Jeremy? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, again,
1: he's just half his shirt is soaked with sweat. Yes. Yeah.
0: And they're sharing childhood stories, and they're bonding.
1: Yeah, so they're they're, they're, they're making a little love connection.
0: Yeah. And finally, the door's open, and Tim pokes his head in, and he's like, oh, is this the outhouse? I got a shit. Yeah. And he takes us to the cabins, and all the cast members are sitting around, and they pull a prank on Sleeping Jeremy, which is the old shaving cream in the hand, tickle the nose thing. Only instead of shaving cream, they use Tim's shit. Which is
1: fucking disgusting.
0: Yeah. Uh, Jeremy goes outside afterwards, and he cleans up. Goes aside, and we see again somebody's watching him from the shadows. So we got somebody lurking around him. Back in the cabin, dark sp- spouts out some cryptic shit. Philip sends Clark out to the back to throw out some empty liquor bottles, and this is where someone comes in from behind. Clark taps him on the shoulder. Clark spins around, gasps at what he sees, and tries to hit the person with the bottle, but fails. The killer who's wearing like all black and a red apron. A red oh, and, apron and that says. How can we forget? Okay. <laughs> the red apron says six pack abs and has a six pack on it. But the kicker is the KFC chicken bucket he wears on his head with eyes holes
1: cut out. So he's got a KFC family style chicken bucket. Yeah. With tiny eye holes cut out. Pretty fucking small Pretty eye, small eye ho- holes. Yeah. Wearing it as his mask is a chicken bucket. Yes. That's his death mask. That's our killer.
0: In this a chicken bucket, killer. he's wearing
1: an apron and he's wearing a chicken bucket hat.
0: Yeah, let that sink in. This is what we're dealing with in this movie. It's so he stabs Clark, kills him, and then just puts a tarp over his body, but like covered up.
1: Uh, who... Clark's hand, you know, it's like they show his hand fall, he's bleeding and is bleeding into a bottle. Yeah, they do so you see yeah, blood filling that. up in this bottle.
0: Um, so we join up with Jeremy who's sitting alone outside writing poetry because he's such a heartfelt, wonderful guy. Tender, fat fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie shows up. Again, they talk and continue to bond and blah, 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 blah. They share their life's problems. Uh, she tries to make a film about it by telling a story about his her ex, her asshole ex. And it's just more pff, boring gibberish. <laughs> um, eventually, they do get they go separate as morning comes. The next day, the cast is gathered for some, for some more filming. They're getting back to the show. They're all standing. Again, this is where it first knows that Philip, again, is sitting down. And we commented on this. He sits down throughout the entire movie in a cheap folding chair. And now, like I said, this is an ongoing thing. He's never seen standing. And I don't know if this is just uh, like a gal you're doing with his character or if the guy is just so fucking fat that he physically cannot stand up long enough
1: to shoot these scenes. It's because he's that fucking big. He's
0: huge. Yeah, I can't he's think it's the latter huge. two. I'm he's surprised probably,
1: he, I think he's the biggest. No, he's easily the biggest. He's biggest. Yeah, he's gotta be six six hundred pounds easily. Yeah.
0: Um. Uh, so, and he's also the only one not wearing the matching camp or show yeah, T-shirt a, that everybody has else a has. Tough
1: guy moment with that. Yeah, yeah.
0: and because Warren shows up asking where Clark is, says they haven't seen him, and that, oh, maybe he just went home. And now this is where Warren gets on Philip's case about not wearing the shirt, but Philip goes all like. Jersey Guido. Kinda kinda gangster kind of Soprano esque. He's like, Hey I don't
1: wear T shirts pulls the guy in by his collar and he's like holding him those I don't wear t shirts. And he's like, Maybe we can make an attempt He goes, Oh, I'm glad we can reach an agreement upon that. Kind of, you know exactly gangster esque. Yeah.
0: If I thought that guy. I'd be wearing t-shirts because he, he wears a wife beater and a track suit. And I think a shirt would be a lot more flattering on him than a what, whatever's beater. comfortable,
1: man. When you're that fucking fat, whatever's comfortable, I guess, I, right? Yeah, I guess. I think so. I'd be wearing a muumu myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so T A enters, tells him that today's activity is hiking, and they have to walk up the hilly trails. And if they stop, they're out. If they pause, they're out. And whoever makes it the furthest wins the challenge. So, fat hillbilly Andy he trips Jeremy, which causes him just to start bleeding profusely. He just falls to the ground, and just starts bleeding. Yeah. Like what happened? That's, what Jeremy, is making his leg bleed? Jeremy,
1: throughout this whole movie, just gets his ass handed to him by everyone else. Everyone just bullies oh, he's the, the shit out of him. Boy, so and this good. guy, this guy, you know, he's a big dude. He's three hundred plus pounds. He's falling over constantly. Constantly. He's yeah, it, falling he's over. Getting getting he's the small one
0: of the group. He's yeah. the runt of the he's cat. He's
1: flopping <laughs> around all over the place. This, It is just, this guy, it's, it's got to fall over. At least in 10 minutes, every scene, in 10 minutes, he falls over in some way, it, shape, yeah, or form.
0: it's pretty much true. Um, so, uh, his leg's gushing blood. Stephanie pops up. I don't know where to bandage him up. And she's like, it's fine. It'll be fine. And she's reading about, she says, I read about this in a textbook once. And she pulls out this little first aid flip book and starts flipping through the pages. I'm like, good. You're supposed to be a nurse. she
1: just graduated. She just graduated. Which
0: means it should be fresh in her head. Like, if this is your nurse. I just have a cut on my leg or something like that. And she has to pull out a flip book to figure that out. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, doomed.
1: Not only that, she was was a BSN, so she has a bachelor's, which is the same degree Uh, I have. So this bitch should know what's going on.
0: Exactly. And... It should be fresh in her head. Not I have to re- reference this little book that came with the first. It's not even like a real medical textbook. It's just this little book that came with the first aid kit. But
1: Marshall, she's nervous. It's her man. Oh. It's her man. She's she's <laughs> love struck. Her man's hurt. Ugh. Anyway, fine. Her three hundred plus pound yeah
0: so we cut to Tim who tells Hillbilly and Gay Booy screw this challenge I have to go take a shit. So this guy has to shit a lot in this Yeah, movie. that's like his shit that's his thing
1: is shitting. Giant beard and pooping. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so he goes off by himself to and drop And this guy a dude. also
1: he's big but he's like tall. He's not that fat, right? Really. Yeah, he's really yeah. he's
0: he's not as again, he's just he's like not, a big he, guy. Big. Yeah. Yeah, he's not as fat as the other ones who are just He's are very huge. tall. He's, he's, he's got a gut, tall. but I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah he's not? Not, I agree with you. He's, I I agree totally. Um, so he's squatting over trying to shit when Which chicken- they show
1: full ass. Ugh.
0: Yeah, and so Chicken Bucket Killer pops out from behind a tree. The two of them, quote unquote, fight yeah, for a bit.
1: pretty bad fight Which scene.
0: is really oh. more like the killer playing Matador with
1: Tim. And did you see the killer's weapon?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna get- he pulls out a large, plas- clearly plastic machete from his apron, which is just... The fake things you can buy at a Walgreens at yeah.
1: Halloween time. How fucking sad is that?
0: It's pathetic. And this isn't the first time we've seen a movie that has these. We saw these in, uh, uh, I want to say it was Night of the Dead. Yeah. Had a, only mm-hmm. It was the Cleaver version, I think. We saw this in, there was another movie they had one of these plastic machetes in it, too. It's like, Jesus, people. Yeah, it's,
1: what the fuck, guys? Yeah. Come on.
0: I mean, it's, they're fine for kids, you know, at Halloween. But if you're going to be in a movie, plastic never looks like metal. It doesn't. <laughs> Play <laughs> it's
1: fucking ridiculous. Yeah,
0: so um, if you
1: have to cut to the part where you're hitting them with plastic, fine. But when you're holding it, and you're yeah, wielding it, it exactly. Use a fucking real thing. Exactly. Just change it out. Cut. Change it out and keep going. It's uh, it's not that hard. So
0: they Tim picks up this log. They face off, and at this point, Spanish-speaking fatty is watching them from behind a tree.
1: Jose. Whatever his name is. I, I just... It's because I met a guy named Hosway. Oh, okay. And I used to go, Hosway this way, Hosway <laughs> that way. He thought it was funny the first time. After the 12th, not so not, much. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so after more abysmal fighting, the killer hits Tim with at least... Uh, I think he, like, he him He hits him like twice with the machete, but there's no blood because it's fucking plastic. Because it's plastic. Uh, the killer gives Tim this really pathetic kick to the chest, which sends Tom... Or Tim reeling onto to the pointed end of a large log, which impales Tim through the chest.
1: All the way killing through. Him
0: all the way through. Now, the killer hears the sounds of Twig snapping, looks over to see what's... way, who throws up his hands, and he just takes off running into the woods. And that's it. I didn't mean... Yeah. Uh, this takes us back to Warren, who's telling uh, the camera that Philip has won Amnesty for the hiking challenge. So after cameras are off, it turns out that Philip just bribed some of the others to let him win. So he's that's his thing. Like he just dishes out all this money to people to like let him win these things. Um, so Warren, J- Doctor James, they're talking about this missing cast member now. The uh, Clark has gone missing now. I guess Hose Ho's Way is gone. And we cut to the fake green screen production trailer again, where the sounds of a girl moaning. And inside, we see Warren fucking the chubby makeup girl doggystyle, bent over a counter. He's smoking like his his like uh his vapor his, vape, his vape, stick. vape stick and just going through like his text messages on his phone when he's and and what and like pulling her hair it, it, he's just totally like it. you can tell he's like yeah yeah pretty whatever. sweet <laughs> and in walks Natalie who na just walks in and warns like oh hold on a second he just keeps finishing he finishes smacks her on the ass and sends the girl away and Warren just stands there butt naked with a tie on while talking to Natalie about finding the missing people. Uh, Natalie gives him a shit for having a small dick. And a quick personal side it's note. It's very Roman-esque. You yeah, know. <laughs> it really is. Uh, a quick side note on this. It, the, now, the acting isn't that great in this movie, but it's not bad for what you get. But I actually do like the girl who plays Natalie, I think, did a really good job. Some of her scenes, I think, are really funny. And her, her time with her lines, I think, are actually pretty good, especially in this scene. Uh, More time passes and we get cute, the montage of the cast working out and again, Phillips in a chair sitting there while everybody else uh, is doing the thing. And the montage basically consists of them kicking a soccer ball around in a very small circle, rolling around and bouncing on a trampoline, attempting to play football, Uh, two tons smoking weed and getting pelted with balls every time he turns around. And just uh, lots of shots, and them falling down and
1: rolling being all around fat. On the just just being fat, just being, being wacky and <laughs> fat, just throwing around, just falling down. <laughs> oh, I'm so fl- look j- at my, <laughs> look at my belly. The camera <laughs> shakes. Whoa,
0: <laughs> jiggle, <laughs> jiggle, jiggle. <laughs> so after the montage, Warren and Natalie they're talking, and up pulls a black Mustang convertible, and getting out of the car <laughs> is Mister Head himself, Al Snow. Just pulls up, slams on the brake. <laughs>
1: And he gets out, and Al fucking Snow comes Who out. Who looks
0: exactly? He looks in great shape for yeah. his age. Yeah. Now a lot of other retired wrestlers, a lot of, and even just pro athletes, once they're done, they a lot of times they a lot of times just good. let it and go. It, it happens. Mm-hmm. But no, Al Snow looks incredible in this movie. Still he really got, does. Still, he
1: actually almost looks better. He, I think so too. Yeah. Like, like
0: he, I thought he looks more defined, bigger than he was when he yeah, was wrestling. Yeah, yeah. But it also could be the fact that in this time we're seeing him next to like normal people and not other wrestlers, so he could he looks bigger by. Just but he's regardless, he he's looks good. Big, yeah, he's good. So, Warren introduces Al Snow as Ritz, one of the best private security men in the business. So, Ritz is there, I guess, to crack down on the people going missing and find out what's going on. So, he encounters two ton dark and gay Buddha. He tells them that why he's here is to keep all the fatties in line and stop anyone from running away anymore. And during the scene, every one of Al Snow's pockets has like a snack bar sticking out, like of he's it.
1: got. Nutter butters and the, honey buns, n- nutty bars
0: and, and honey buns, like etc.
1: Snickers and stuff yeah. sticking out everywhere, which but, he uses to taunt the fatties. Yeah, he's like, "I work out, I can do whatever I want. Mmm, I'm having little orgasms in my yeah, mouth." Yeah, and it, it, the scene had potential, you know, because Al Snow, he cuts, he he See, did good on the promos, he did good. I just felt like this fell flat. Really, like I, I just,
0: was, I was actually, I, was, I thought it was, I was entertained by this scene because I'm comparing it in contrast with the rest of the movie. I'm like. I thought it was funny. I thought Al Snow kind of brought a good, a decent, a good energy. I liked I liked it what he did in this movie. He,
1: I I'm not saying it was bad. I just think it could have been better because I know what Al Snow can do. I've seen him cut promos. I've seen him work the mic. I know, I've seen him interact with like Mick Foley and stuff. He's got pretty good comedic timing and pretty good delivery. I don't know if it was the guys he was working with or what, but it just it just did not. It wasn't as good as I wanted it to be. Right, too, but I don't.
0: I I could. See, I could admit it could have met better. I agree, but this whole movie could have been better. <laughs> I'm just saying. But I think, from what it was, I enjoy. I enjoy Al Snow in this movie. I think he does a pretty good job. Um. So we cut to Arthur giving the cast a class in nutrition, and he
1: starts sniffing the air <sighs> like a bloodhound. Yeah. The, so said, all the all the fat kid, all the fat kids, all, all the fat, the fat guys, guys are sitting around a table, mm-hmm. and he's talking to him, and he starts. Yeah. Going around sniffing each and every single one of them. And, and come- he
0: says, "I, there's a cheater in the group, and I believe I found him. And then he pulls up the shirt of bald-bearded Hillbilly Andy... Grabs him by his man tits. Grabs him by
1: the titties. Lifts up the titties. Lifts up his titties, and he's got nutter butters sandwiched <laughs> underneath the fat folds on his tits. The nutty bars. But oh yeah. my <laughs> god, it's so gross. And they're just smeared all over. Oh, gross, it's like, so it's... gross. And dude, it's also you. Did you notice the gigantic surgical scar on this guy? Yeah. Woo. Uh, so Annie starts to cry at this, and Arthur gives him a hug as saying, he pulls the nutter butters out from underneath his tits. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Says so you don't have to. You don't need this. You can be better than this. Uh All right, now everybody else, give up the rest of your security so, candy.
1: So it's almost like that's those scenes in in like action movies when they're like going into a club. It's like you got to take out all your weapons before you go in. Yeah, people are like taking out Snickers from inside their pants yeah. from their shoe. I mean, we have they have all kinds of hiding spots out of their underwear. Yeah, it's like, like their, their their secret sidearm is really their secret candy stash. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah. what it is.
0: Um. Nighttime comes, and the camera follows a path of candy wrappers and chips to the bathroom where we find Arthur, who's making himself throw up because he's eating all of
1: it. So this is the guy, again, Arthur used to be 400 pounds, yeah. so he's binging and purging. Yes. He's shoving all this food in his mouth, and he's barfing it all back up. Yeah, he
0: shoves a nutty bar in his mouth, and then he just uh, like uh starts kind of crying to himself, and he turns on the water. Oh, I'm sorry. I totally missed that. Uh, <laughs> he... He stands up, turns the leaf, but as soon as he turns, uh, he gets attacked by the killer who hits him over the head with the end of like a sh- one of those detachable shower heads, the shower hose. Uh, he then takes that the end of the shower head, shoves it into Arthur's mouth, turns on the water. Arthur's belly starts expanding from all the water that's being forced into him and it expands until it ruptures. His intestines and guts pop out and he dies in the shower.
1: Boo. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's kind of a shitty effect. Dude. It does yeah. not look really good. Uh, more time passes again, and we're taking a Stephanie and Jeremy who are still hanging out, and they're talking on some bench. Uh, Jeremy tries to pull the old subtle arm around the girl's shoulder maneuver, which
1: she's actually, into it.
0: She actually works for him because she like, likes yeah. it. She
1: snuggles up to she him, does. and they go in for an incredibly awkward kiss.
0: Very, <laughs> very awkward kiss <laughs> right on my nose. And we see again someone's watching them from the shadows. Alex Sh- Snow shows up interrupting them, telling them that it's almost 10 o'clock time for lockdown. Jeremy leaves. Now Ritz snow tries to put the moves on Stephanie, but she's like, no, she walks off. And now not caring or giving a shit about this. Al snow, just like, it's good to be the rich man. Everything goes better on a Ritz. I'm like, <laughs> I admit I, I, the way you said it, it made me laugh. I kind of like, I liked it too. too. Yeah. <laughs> And inside, Jeremy's sitting at a table. Stephanie enters because she's all pissed off at him for, like, what leaving. The fuck? Because she just... left him alone with Al Snow, so she's all mad.
1: He's known this girl for two days. Yeah. And he's just now putting the moves on him. Huge, intimidating man comes by. He's on a show, a competition, mind yeah. you. He's security. He says, you got to go, you know, he's trying to win a million dollars. Yeah. All right. You got to go. It's lockdown. Okay. She's fucking staff. Yeah. You know, she works there. He, I mean, right right off the bat, he's already on a fucking yeah, thin ice. I'm
0: pretty sure there'd be some kind of written contract or written sure. agreement
1: that the staff was that you know
0: for a worth with the cash Right. With he's on thin whatever. ice
1: already. So you know what? I don't blame him. He's like, okay, got to go. Later. You guys are both staff. Fine. He leaves. She yeah. comes in and starts bitching him. How dare you leave me with that guy? You don't know who he you is. You don't know. I thought you were a man. Bitch, you know me two days. <laughs> I'm trying to win a million dollars. Fuck you!
0: <laughs> I thought the exact same thing. So, um, see, she she yells at him. She storms out, and this takes us to Rich. So again, is talking to himself about how awesome he is,
1: and uh, which again <laughs> I just
0: enjoy. And the killer comes up from behind him and hits Rich over the head with a wrench,
1: which and, just pisses him off.
0: Yeah, which Rich, who's still being awesome, recovers says what the hell is wrong with you and what the hell is on your head referring to the chicken bucket <laughs> snatches the wrench out of his yeah, hand goes snatches, give me that give me that and says you fucked up now fat boy rich chases after the killer who starts throwing off rich's snack cakes and candy at Rich who Rich is like really come on and he again pulls out the killer pulls out again that plastic machete from his apron and if he had the machete the whole time, why not just use that first? The, he could have killed Ritz right, right immediately yeah. with one good thrust Black. or stab into the skull, dead. But no. Uh, so the two of them fight. Ritz pretty much dominates this fight until the killer lands a lucky blow, hitting Ritz on the head with the butt of the machete. And this is what knocks him out, which, again, I call, bull- I call bullshit on so many things in this movie. Yeah. This being one of them. Because if anything was going to knock that man out, it would have been the, he- the blow to the Smashing back of the head with the, 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 the giant head. metal wrench, not the butt of a tiny butt of a
1: machete. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that sigh was coming. I know. I just sighed. <laughs> it's like, here it comes.
0: So, yeah, the, lo- <laughs> the-, <laughs> the love tap from the machete knocks him out. And it cuts away to the killer raising Ritz up off the ground who's not, he's tied up in some kind of harness attached to a rope and he, he hangs him a few inches off the ground where he goes and starts re- just stabs him a bunch of times in the stomach and pulls out some of his intestines and just walks away leaves them hanging there. Ritz is dead. Which by the way, nobody ever finds this guy's body throughout this movie. I was, and he's like out in the middle of a feet, like he's plainly visible.
1: There's a lot of issues with the killings of this movie because people get killed and, and you never like never see the bodies get stashed. Yeah. Never see them get put anywhere. Like Clark, okay, he covered him up with a, a, a tarp.
0: And like, okay, well, that's something. And and then Arthur, okay, he left him in his in, in his the woods. In, no, Arthur was died, was killed in his shower. Oh, so that's he left right. Him yeah, in the shower. Mm-hmm. But okay, if that's his personal private cabin, he left him in the shower. Maybe people are just going go there because Fat not, Boy
1: Tim was left in the woods. But Fat Boy Tim was left okay, in the well, woods. Okay.
0: And but yeah, this one on the woods, who knows where? But. This one's, like, right dead center, middle of the Cam hanging from, like, yeah. a swing set or something. Yeah, he's
1: suspended. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's, nobody ever finds him. So, uh, we go to Warren, Natalie. They're talking. They're arguing about everything that's happened. And Warren's, like, I think Rich just took the money and ran because he's now missing. So, after this short scene, Jeremy and Greg are sitting around talking. Jeremy's telling him how much he loves Stephanie. Greg just don't give a shit. Uh, and in comes Natalie and Greg... Just hits on her now. Greg at times can be kind of humorous, but sometimes can also be annoying. Um, he for a guy his size, he is so Confidence. confident, he is like talking games like, I'm gonna smack that ass, I'm gonna be deep inside you, and blah blah blah. I know you want this. And Ned's just like, Fuck you, don't talk to me, you're disgusting. It's an ongoing gag throughout yeah.
1: the whole movie that's been kind of ongoing. Like, he's overly confident, bizarre, like. Bizarrely confident, you yeah. know, and
0: he's like 500 and pounds. and
1: she's just like, fuck off, yeah, yeah.
0: And again, speaking of that, like at this point, I started like, okay, I'm really enjoying her as for an indie penny, indie actor. I looked her up, and like, I was, she has like hardly anything to her credit on IMDb. I think this, and I think she was one of the people that's in that hospital movie, but I was kind of surprised, like, of all the people. Her acting is not that bad compared to the others. Like, I thought she would should have been in more stuff.
1: I was wondering, just by looking at her, and also with Al Snow's connection, if she was maybe an indie wrestler. Because she's kind of thick, like strong, like thick. She, like, th- she strong, is a little like, thick. thick. Um, like, um... Like, like thick, thick, like strong. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. About,
0: I, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, but when I read, nothing about that on the mm-hmm. IMDb, so... I was going to say she might not have been. but She was I wearing
1: don't. a CrossFit shirt, too. She like, yeah. She's like advertising. It's like she's almost doing subliminal advertising yeah. for some CrossFit company, too. Exactly.
0: So she walks off as Andy approaches and tells Greg that he really needs to talk to him. Then he just smacks Jeremy in the face and walks away with Greg. Which I thought was funny. It was kind of funny. He's like, hey, I need to talk to you, smack. And Let's then, go. And yeah, then Greg smacks him, too. Yeah. So the two of them, they walk off and talk. And Andy tells Greg that he's having issues with sleepwalking, bad dreams, and that he's pretty sure the missing people have been murdered. And Greg says, hey, chill out. Don't worry about it. Doc, and this is where Dr. James comes in, tells him that he knows what they've done, referring to. And, and he's like, oh, my God, I, I killed somebody. And he's, no, he's just talking about them bullying Jeremy, and it's it's stupid. So in comes who I guess is supposed to be at this point the local sheriff or maybe a park. It does turn out he's a he's park, a park ranger. Ranger. At ranger. At the time, I was like, is this guy supposed to be a sheriff? But he's an old man who just wears a baggy, untucked Bay shirt with a badge on it. Khaki pants and, like,
1: a hat. And that's, like, the sloppiest authority figure I've ever seen in my life. Well, it's kind of the, kind of goes with the character. Because the character is everyone saying he's a drunk. He's a horrible, miserable old drunk.
0: Yeah, I, you know, I guess that's true. But, yeah, all right. I'll, I'll get gang- like the side. And he's like, you're all going to die. And he pulls out a gun from his waistline. Because he doesn't even have a holster for his gun. He pulls it out of his pants. Tells them that he's trying to save them. And in comes Warren, tells the man to get off his setter. He'll call the police. He's like, I am the police. And he's like, no, you're a ranger. Now mm-hmm. get out of here. Yeah. So he walks off. Everyone leaves to go film some more stuff for the show. Natalie's knocking on Arthur's cabin, his door, and someone's watching her as she enters the cabin. And inside, she gags at the awful smell. She finds a trail of candy wrappers that leads her to the dead body in the shower. Naturally, she freaks out screams. We cut to T.A., who's making the cast... Chase a and catch a
1: chicken as their next challenge. And this is pretty brutal. Like you, when you think of chasing a chicken, you think of Rocky. Yeah. You think of that scene in Rocky when Mickey's like, "You gotta be like Grease Lightning, kid. You gotta be fast." And he's had, having Rocky chase the chicken yeah. and catch him. You know, to build on his speed and cutting and agility. Yeah. And this chicken's not moving.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> These fat bugs are like just like, uh, yeah.
1: This chicken is just kind of standing there, and they're like, uh. We're acting like we're trying to chase the chicken, but the chicken's not working with them. The chicken just stands there going, eh, uh, quit poking me." Yeah, <laughs> it's the most domesticated and, chicken. And it's... again, it goes
0: slapstick at this point because yeah. the fat guys are running, they're, they're bumping running into each other, into each other falling belly down. smacking. Yeah. yeah. Um, and again, Philip just sits in the chair. Natalie runs up to Warren, tells him about finding Arthur's dead body. She wants to call the cops. He says no. Have Stephanie look at him to make sure he's really dead, dead. <laughs> Two-ton catches the chicken by just bending over and picking it up because it's not moving. Very domesticated. And as soon as he does, Philip again calls him over to make a deal with him. And two-ton just hands the chicken over. He's like, all right, here you go. Here's the chicken. You win. Natalie walks away. Greg slaps her ass. She just flips the shit on. She's like, she curses him out. She is not in the mood. She's not having that. Warren tells Tia that the situation needs his attention later tonight after everyone is asleep. So I think at the. They make it kind of a a reference to that. T.A. is going to chop up and hide the remains of Arthur's body. That's kind of like what I got from this. Like, it needs your discreet attention. You need to move this or remove it. You know, something like that. So I'm like, okay, he's going to dispose of the body. So time passes. Dark now is sitting up against a tree eating. And he looks up and says, we all wear masks. And then the killer just slashes a blade across his throat. He dies. That's it. He's dead.
1: And it's making that weird kind of sound effect. Yeah, I, um,
0: yeah, I think it was. Now, we cut to the cast sitting in a room alone, along with Dr. James and Stephanie. Uh, James says that due to a production problem, he and Stephanie will be their hosts for the evening. And since we haven't mentioned it yet, the cabin looks like it belongs to a serial killer. It's messy. It's got shitty furniture. The room has, like, random graffiti written on the walls. And the walls are also covered like, just really odd things, like weird posters, pictures. There's paper flyers for God knows what. There's antlers and hats. And there's dirty rags that hang from the walls. Yeah. Like, where the wall and the ceiling meet. Like, there's this rags hanging down. <laughs> and there's an old, like, shop vac, wet-dry vac that's in the corner underneath the TV. And black trash bags hang over the windows. And, again, like, there's no way a network would allow a show to be filmed in this location. They would have, like, cleaned it up. They don't want like, this would be right. never happen. So Dr. James talks about the challenges and that on average they have lost 7.6% of their starting body weight, which again I call bullshit cuz never want, I guess I don't know, you never want to see him get weighed in or doing anything. Doesn't matter. <clears throat> Meanwhile, Stephanie's trying to figure out how to work the camera, which is not that hard to figure out. You just push the fucking record button cuz this is a damn camcorder. Oh god. He goes on to say that because this uh because of this that they've actually lost some weight, they will be rewarded. But they have to make the right choice. But if they will make the right choice, we'll find out.
1: And I kind of like this because you see this on the biggest loser sometimes. It's like, I don't really shit. watch it, so I don't. On know. the show, the biggest loser is like, you want immunity. You can, you know, have a pizza or you can, you know, uh, keep going the way you're going and possibly, you know, you won't be penalized if you eat this food. You you get an extra two pounds on your way in. So, you know, they try and do temptations. Ah. And this is kind of one of those temptations. Well, then that's
0: basically things. what it is because it says option one is a trip to bottomless lays. Bottomless Ray's world-renowned buffet with no dietary restrictions. Now, Bottomless Ray is played by Sean C. Phillips, who he has 108 credits to his name, uh, all super low-budget horror movies. But for us and for all you moonkins out there, he played the super-fat security guard in
1: Bloody Mary 3D. Yes, he played the kind of... Uh dumbass childlike yeah. security well, guard the he the sexless uh one we couldn't identify if it was a man or a woman you know we couldn't tell if this was you know like what is this? is this is this an asexual being is this a hermaphrodite we couldn't tell however he looked a little thinner He is. Yeah. he looked a little thinner and, and if he was definitely more of a man you
0: look looked at his imdb page they've updated his picture because he's definitely thinned out in the yeah. face now than what he was in bloody mary oh bloody
1: sh- mary he was a jumbo show. oh my he god he should have been a cast member well, well he was technically he yeah. was a
0: cast member but he should have been in the show part anyway uh so dr james says that if they don't want it that and they want to maintain their good effort and momentum there's an authoring ward and he gestures to the room to his right and in walks four skinny pretty girls
1: it's kind of skanky.
0: Yeah, and he tells them that if they resist the urge to gorge themselves, they will spend the night on the town with ten of the most beautiful girls they have ever seen. Four of which are right which, here. I'm like, well, yeah, exactly. First of all, there's only four girls. One of the other six. And, like, second, these girls are cute, yes, but they are nowhere near, like, what would be the top ten most beautiful girls Dude, they're girls skanky.
1: Ever. They're skanky as all fucking get out. So, they're just <laughs> thin. They're just skanky thins. And my favorite is the gay, the, the, gay, the gay fat Buddha. Buddha. Yeah, gay I love Buddha. it. He just looks at the girls and goes, no, 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 no. no. Where's the food? food yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's a good line. Exactly. He, I like he, that he a lot. He chooses the food. He fucking nailed it. That yeah. was like one of the best moments of the movie right there. <laughs> I love that part.
0: So we cut to this, again, a Photoshop picture of a bar that's just simply called Dive Bar. And inside, two-ton has two of these girls grinding up against him, one on each leg hands
1: full of ass yeah
0: and the rest are like sitting in a bar music's plays over the scene is just god awful can we
1: talk about two-tone or for whatever yeah of course course we can't okay two-tone is like an older white guy he's like in his 70s he's like he's got at least in his 50s or 60s and he's an older white guy acting like a black guy yeah why didn't they just get a black guy why didn't they just have a black? A fat dude? black guy? Yeah. There's plenty of fat black brothers out there yep. who could be in this. It's all white except for host Sway and uh, Tim. He's miscellaneous. I don't know what he is. He looks more like Aborigine than anything else. <laughs> but it's Some like beard doesn't make it I don't aboriginal. know what he looks. I don't know what he is. He's just other. <laughs> but why don't you just get a fat black dude? I was kind of pissed that they chose this fucking ridiculous I, I old I think white man trying to be play funny. this
0: hip-hop kind of thing. I thought, like, oh, that would be hilarious that it was this old white guy who's a rapper uh. who dresses in like Flavor flavor, you got chains and giant rings and It was fucking horrible. Fedoras. Smoking weed and, yeah. you know,
1: Jesus. Um, well, I guess that's, you're not stereotyping then. Old fat white guy, dudes can yeah. act like brothers and smoke weed too. Yeah. Jesus. Um, yeah, I agree. I, I thought it was pretty bad. I thought it was a ridiculous choice as well. You're hitting every other stereotype. Just fucking go for it.
0: So, um, yeah, during the scene, there's this really shitty rap song that's played that you can tell was specifically written just for this. It's about this. eating food. It's about eating food. Like, and just, it's about the movie. It's really, yeah. and it's awful. Uh, Greg's sitting at the end of the bar while this pretty blonde girl is just talking to
1: him. Oh, and he's not typical talk. To, she's like, I like to go to the mall and I like this kind of car. And I used to date this guy who drove this car, but he was kind of a mean guy. and didn't like to talk a whole lot, but his cousin, he was, you know, it's just, yeah, blah, 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 blah.
0: exactly. That's what, and he's not paying attention to her at all. And, but again, I call bullshit on this as well, because I'm sorry. There's no way a guy who looks like that would be so distant and disinterested in a pretty girl like her talking to him, no matter what she was rambling on about. But
1: this guy has that weirdo confidence, so he's just like, he thinks he's so cool, so good. Maybe. Uh, maybe. I, I didn't, I didn't I dismiss it. I don't
0: know. I just think this guy would be eating every word, every word she's saying up and just be happy that girl isn't even
1: talking to him. I wouldn't. <laughs> and good thing he wasn't either, because God damn, it's annoying. Uh,
0: So I will say that whoever this girl is... uh. That's playing uh, this part, talk to talker blonde. I think she n- does a really fucking good job with the lines because she just rams on. And it's just like just a long monologue, which she does really fast. It, it, and it, she, I mean, she, does she nails a really her good part job. for yeah.
1: for the part she was given. She nailed it because nails even it. during that scene, I was getting fucking annoyed. Yeah. I'm I, like I was, Jesus Christ. At first, stop like talking. I'm annoyed, but then I
0: was like, I started really getting I was like, man, how long is she gonna go? I'm like, I started respecting that like, she memorized all. that's like this is impressive. <laughs> like, I I started looking at it from that point of view um so she answered the monologue with saying but you know what i really love giving head and this causes greg to do a spit take he apologizes for spitting on her and he's like "Hey, well you want to do this head thing and she's like no i'm gonna go clean up and as she walks away she says i'm usually the one doing the spitting so that's the big joke ram, line ram. meanwhile philip is once again sitting by the pool table where a black-haired woman with arm tattoos approaches him introduces herself as lexus he flirts with her yeah, he, she he, says, well
1: this is the funny thing, because he goes, Oh, you're one of the party girls from the network, right? And yeah. she goes, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you know, the network hired, we're on this game show, network hired a bunch of good looking ladies. You're part of the group, right? And she goes, No, but I guess that explains why there's cameras around. There's no fucking There are no fucking around. cameras. So and so she's just an individual person. Yeah. She's she's she is just who says she, she is, is just, hot to trot for loves, this man who physically cannot stand. Exactly. And but she
0: loves a big man with confidence. And again bullshit cuz I was like this girl's got to be a fucking hooker. There's no way a girl like that would pick this guy up in a bar, in a shitty ass bar like
1: this unless she's a chubby chaser. And so like the two a, of and, them And if she is a chubby chaser, she hit the fucking jackpot. Yeah,
0: yeah so sh- the cut to the two of them alone and what at first I thought it was like a back room of the bar but no
1: I Apparently, I guess they went to her house. It's like a hotel room or something, or a, her house. I think or, it's like yeah, her house. I couldn't quite figure it out either.
0: And they're kissing, and he stops her and tells her that the whole reason he's on this show is because his doctor told him that he's not fit enough for sexual activity, because no shit, you're not fit enough to even stand up, apparently. <laughs> um, so Lexa says, don't worry about it, I got you covered, and pulls out a portable defibrillator from her purse.
1: In which she says, are you th- fucking kidding th- me? I think I'm in love with you.
0: Who, like, Seriously, who carries a portable defibrillator in their purse? And, again, I mean, she has to have a serious fat man fetish if she carries one with her at all the time. She carries an
1: AED with her all the time.
0: God damn it. <laughs> Back at the camp, Stephanie and Jeremy are sitting at a kitchen table, which, again, I thought it was the camp, but it's not the camp. They're at the buffet. Yeah, they're so at they the, went to the, buffet. The, the
1: fat boy buffet place. Yeah, and. Um, Where they have over 30 different
0: types of shrimp. Which I thought it was the cabin because when they, show, when they do the scene change, they show you the exterior of the cabin. It's but pretty. then they're in the buffet, <laughs> so they can't even get that right. Uh, gay Buddha is sitting next to Jeremy, but instead of eating a plate of food, he just apparently grabbed like the whole metal buffet tray and just eating out straight out of the tray. Now we go back to film Alexis, who they're, uh, and, and they're fucking on the floor.
1: Yeah, so he's laying on the floor, you know, with he's he's stripped down, she's naked, she's riding him with her titties bouncing. And it's an awkward riding scene because his stomach is so big. Yeah, I was gonna. Cu- it's I gotta gonna stand gonna like three, four feet off the ground. Oh, it's And so even. she's kind of like riding the sides of his stomach. I guess where his wiener would be. Yeah, you know,
0: it almost looks like one of those girls who's riding like one of the mechanical balls and yeah. trying to hold on. And it's just like she can't really. It's get like her the It's, like
1: you know, just the anatomy of the whole thing is tough to figure out yeah. because he's so big. And he's so big that he looks. Like, he's
0: being about to be smothered with his own fat. because he's laying on his back, and his fat's, like, almost, like, smothering
1: him in his face. And working in, in hospitals, that is a concern. When people are that big, when they lay down flat, that's a no-no. They have to have the head of their bed up at least 30 degrees so they don't get smothered by their fucking fat. It,
0: thank you for saying that. And, like I said, she can barely even stay on top of this guy. And even though there's, a, like, the sheep that's, like, awkwardly, rarely placed around them, their lower half, you can clearly see that she's still wearing her underwear. And but we do at least see her tits, which are a pretty niceness. She's uh, agreed. She, yeah. They're nice. Um, she orgasms, she she finishes. Phil's like, Oh, are you finished? Hell, I'm not even finished yet. And she's, and she replies by saying, Honey, I'm nowhere near done with you yet. Give me that turkey leg out of my purse. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? So she's a fe- she's definitely a chubby yes, chaser. She carries a defibrillator and a turkey leg with her at all time. Because she guess she has an obese man fetish. To
1: which she pulls out and says, "Take a bite of it." And he's eat it. eating it, eat it. While monster. he, she's back to grinding on him, moaning, moaning obscenely, while he's devouring a turkey leg. Bits of turkey There's flesh all are him. all over his chest. To which she climbs up on top of him, starts licking and eating the t- leftover turkey but bits. That's, off. But after she takes,
0: she reaches and takes a bite of turkey while it's in her. It's oh like yeah, they, yeah. they eat the turkey yeah. leg it's together. Just, it, the whole
1: scene's disgusting. It is. It's and, fucking gross. Yeah,
0: so she starts, and his ginormous chest and stomach is covered in food crumbs. Which, yeah, you just said she eats. So she finishes up, and he's laying there in
1: ecstasy. Yeah,
0: and he's like, "I'll be right back." Uh, she gets up, walks into the bathroom where she cleans herself, and do this: she takes a damp washcloth, wipes down her vag, then sniffs the washcloth. It's like shrugs eh, your shoulders, and then wipes her face off with it. Pretty gross. She heads back to the bedroom. Um, where she finds Philip dead on the floor with a turkey leg bone stuffed down the, his throat. With the
1: bone stuffed down his throat.
0: The chicken bucket killer comes out of nowhere from behind her.
1: There's also a gash across his stomach. I was stomach. Going to
0: ask about that because I want to talk about it in one second. Because, um, yeah, okay, well, well, fuck it, we'll talk about it. Yeah, they show his stomach and there's like this red streak going across it, which at first, like, is, if that's supposed to be blood, it doesn't look like...
1: It looks dried and coagulated. It,
0: it looks or like... Looks like shit. Because about pie at first. I'm like, is that pie? It was there a scene cut out? Was that was like cherry pie or something <laughs> like that? Because this is I'm like, is I pie? hate to see what to do with pie. And anyway, so the killer grabs her head, slams her down into the Philip's incredibly fat stomach. And again, I that's where I said like, I don't know if it's cut open or just leftover like smeared food. But her face is covered in a red goo, which could be blood, could be pie filling. I don't know. It doesn't really matter because either way, she's killed by being smothered in his fat. Yeah, that's how she dies. Oh, what, that's a... Pretty bad. It's fucking awful. Could you imagine being... <laughs> could you imagine being Smothered Death and somebody is
1: fat? That'd be pretty gross. That's a horrible way to go. That'd be a pretty bad way to go.
0: Uh, So, uh, wait, anyway, a, a quick note on the girl who played Alexis, her name is Amy Boyett B-O-Y-A-T-T, was also in a movie called Kill Granny Kill with...
1: Kayla, Kayla Perkins! Perkins. <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah. So now we go back to camp where we see Andy sleeping. He wakes up after having a nightmare, goes outside to get some fresh air, and this is where he picks up the bottle that has been filled with Clark's blood and takes
1: a drink out of it, thinking it's liquor. Which, again, hold on a sec. He cool. thinks it's like a he, he. says he thinks it's Bloody Mary mix. After, you know, I still so call bullshit. Just, just it, uh, let it slide. Let it slide. I don't want. He thinks to. it's Bloody Mary mix. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> don't want I don't it. want. To. Uh, but, all right, fine. So
0: after drinking it, yeah, he's like, oh, that's kind of salty even for Bloody Mary mix. He takes another swig of it. He glances over and sees Clark's hand sticking out from underneath the tarp, and he pulls the tarp back, finds the body, flips out for drinking the blood, goes back inside to get gray. I
1: do like his little flip-out scene. I thought that was kind of funny. You, you enjoyed that one? Yeah. Um,
0: I, The first time I watched this movie, I, I thought, like, God, this is stupid. But then when I was watching the second time, I was like, okay, you know what? It's, it has its, its not, moments. It, it has its moments. It's not that bad. Um, So... Andy and Greg discuss what they should do, and Greg tells them that they can't call the cops because Andy's fingerprints are all over the crime scene now. He goes on to say that since he's been dead here for a while anyway and nobody's noticed him, we can just rehide the body and wait it out. So that's what they do. They hide it in the laundry room or the laundry somewhere. The next morning, everyone is gathered around the cabin. The cast is eating while Dr. James tells Warren that they can't get Natalie to come out of the room because she's so freaked out. Two-ton leaves for the kitchen to go get more food because that's what he needs because the oatmeal is not good enough for him. He's got these bad munchies, and this oatmeal just ain't cutting it. That's exactly it. And he finds a fresh funnel cake sitting right there on the counter.
1: All hot and And he seems cold. so, I know what this is. Yeah. This is funnel <laughs> cake. No shit, asshole. But instead <laughs> of taking the funnel cake and just instead eating of it. taking the made funnel cake that's ready to go. He to
0: make his own. Hey. So he starts pointing batter. Hey,
1: fresh is best, man. <laughs> fresh is best, <laughs> Marshall. Looked pretty fresh. It did, but hey, you got to have the freshest of the fresh, I guess. <laughs>
0: so the cure comes up behind him, grabs ton and shoves his face into the bowl of batter pulls it out, then shoves the battered covered face into the boiling pot of frying oil. Two-ton falls down the floor. And Bad, fried face. Fried face. And for good measure, the killer flicks some powdered sugar onto two-ton's deep-fried face
1: and leaves. So mind you, this death happened this like whole, six feet from the... Well, from from <laughs> a room full of people just in the next room. Yeah. Just and in the next room. Nobody gets noticed. None, no, nope, nothing. Nobody sees it. There's not even a door to the kitchen. It's no, just, no, no. You can actually door. just lean over and see. And yeah. watch it. What the fuck? Exactly. Nobody hears the sizzling. Ugh. Nobody, nothing. Screaming, muffling, struggling. Yeah. 300 pound man struggling around. Yeah, you're going to fucking hear something. God Ugh. damn it. So,
0: oh God. So yeah, uh, in Natalie's cabin, Stephanie shows up to talk to her and trying to cover her. And Natalie tells her that she thinks everyone's being murdered. And says, like, well, I don't think so. Arthur could have been killed by wolves. We are in the woods. Like, what? And anyway, nothing fucking happens here. We're moving on. We The next challenge, show challenges with T.A., and which is focused, he says, on strength and endurance. But it's really just an excuse to put fat guys trying to ride tiny kids' bikes.
1: Now, I mean, I couldn't be... There's no way and, – and a normal adult could w- ride these bicycles. No. And they have these 400-pound men. I mean, these
0: are bikes for, like, five-year-olds. Like, yeah, it's like, pretty stupid. they from, like, big-wheel tricycle to your first bike. that's are you know, that small. Tykes first bike. Yeah, Tykes yeah. first Yeah. And, uh, again, I don't know how that's supposed to be. Strength and endurance? Maybe, I don't know. A bit bullshit. And uh, there's only three people here for a challenge.
1: That's all that's B- left.
0: Gay Buddha, Andy, and Greg – First of all, Jeremy's still around, but he's not even there. He's injured, supposedly. Um, And we also haven't seen the Spanish-speaking guy since he ran off into the woods. Josue. I mean, there's no death scene for him. He's just gone. And also, I'm pretty sure that the network people would have shut this shit down a long time ago. And even TA doesn't seem to know that out of the 10 cast members that started, there's only three left. And it's not that there have been any eliminations to the show. They haven't done any of that shit. So back in Nagi's cabin, Jeremy just shows up out of nowhere. So he's there now, and like, why is he there? He should be with the rest of the cast doing the challenge because he's with two staff members. Like, you need to be out there doing the show. That's what you're here for. And they're like, well, they don't his care. priorities
1: are obviously to get some nurse pussy. Yeah.
0: yeah. So he doesn't, <laughs> but he doesn't even seem to give a shit anymore about the one million dollar prize. He's like, I don't care about winning. So, so the three of them continue to talk about the situation. Blah 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 blah. Meanwhile, Gay Buddha just ups and quits the challenge, saying that Greg has already won. There's no point in finishing this anyway. So he drops the bike and just wanders off into the woods. He comes to this clearing where he finds a table set up for dinner. There's a glass of wine and a giant chunk of meat. And it is huge. It's, it's like a, a whole it's, ham it's almost. Like,
1: it's like a roast. It's a roast that's barely been singed. It is pink. It is raw. It's, yeah. it's basically raw. It's not even Pittsburgh style. I mean it's just like raw with a little bit of cooking on it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so he he drinks the wine and he says oh that's salty too. So obviously he just drank more blood. blood. And he turns his attention to a chunk of meat. He picks it up and just shoves his mouth and start eating yeah, it. Yeah there's
1: there's there's utensils. Yeah. There's a knife and a, and fork, a fork and there's no oh, the sauce. I love the sauce. Sauce which look like tabasco sauce. He keeps sauce. saying oh the sauce. The it's sauce you. Like, and he puts like a drop of sauce yeah. on there. <laughs> and but he did he, his the, best to get as little sauce on the meat as possible. And and there's Knife and fork, and you just have to cut off a piece. But no, he just grabs it, the whole which thing. If you would have just with both hands, cut, cut the piece, use the knife and fork and cut yourself, he might not have
0: suffered the fate he does. And what's the fate, Marshall? Well, the fate is he takes a bite out of it and he gets hooked like a fish because apparently there's a fish hook hidden in the meat, which hooks him through his lip like a fucking bass. And now there's this wire that leads off screen. The wire is yanked, which causes him to fall to the ground, and we hear the sounds of a motor starting up. Now,
1: Gay Buddha is dragged off screen, and this drag, dr- quote unquote, dragging is some of the worst fucking film editing I've ever seen. It's awful. They show his legs like flopping. They show the camera like moving over grass. Yeah, it's like the they sh- of POV. They show his face kind of like twitching around, but there's no movement. It's Dog Dog shit. It's shit! Like you can tell he's just standing up and they put the camera really close to him and he's just shaking his head and you're and telling me that this tiny hook inside this guy's face is going to drag yes! a 300 yes! plus 400 pound man Thank you. all around on the ground. That was my next point. It's going to rip right out of his lip and he's going to go, God damn, that hurt. Yeah, and exactly. that's it. That was my very next point. Thank you. It's just so, horrible. Uh, yeah. Anyway,
0: gay Buddha is reeled into a lawnmower that's been set up on its side so the blade's exposed. Uh, GB is pulled headfirst into the spinning blade of the mower, killing him. He's dead. Later that night, the remaining cast and crew are gathered around table. In comes a network head, played by Dick Warlock, and he wants to know why the police need to be called, why Warren's not answering his phone, and why there are $20,000 over budget. And again, I'm like, what the shit? How in the hell is this? 20000 for- $20, over 20000 over budget. budget.
1: Where did it that money make go? Doesn't make any sense.
0: <laughs> I'm like, is that what was rich was paid? Is that a rich's salary? Because how is this twenty thousand over budget? It's the cheapest thing ever. Oh god. <laughs> so Warlock says he's here to shut shut it down, and now he didn't comes and he says, "Hey, I found Arthur's body," and he didn't jumps in saying, "Hey, we found Clark dead too." Warwick's like, all right, that's it. I'm calling the cops. He pulls out his cell phone, but and he dials the cops. As soon as he starts talking to the cops on the other end, he gets shot through the neck by an arrow from shit knows where,
1: out of nowhere.
0: Aren't they inside? They're inside a building. So this where is actually, the fuck does this come from? Unless it came through like the kitchen window, like I who, which you don't hear glass breaking or anything. It's just it through his neck. It's retarded. It is. So everyone panics, makes a run for it. Andy he tries to hide in the bunkhouse, but's too fat to hide anywhere. So he decides to run through the and fucking wall it's, it's and out like, into the woods. It's
1: fat guy comedy. I'll try and hide under the mattress. Oh, yeah. I'm too fat. You I'll can try to hide me. underneath the bed. Oh, I can't I'm fit under Oh, I'm too fat. I'm going to hide in the closet. My stomach's hanging out. I'm too fat. fat. And he goes, wow! And smashes through the wall. fucking Looney Tunes
0: style. Like, just silhouette of a wall. Like, he rips through the wall like the Kool-Aid man yeah. or something like that. And he's gone into the woods. Um, so T.A. is shown in his room with a shotgun, and he, and he goes on the hunt. He's like, all right, I'm going to hunt you down. And he runs outside, turns the corner where he comes face-to-face with the chicken bucket killer. The killer throws off his gloves and puts up his fist, like, come on, let's fight this out. Let's
1: man-to-man, e But instead e, mono. of just
0: shooting him and killing the killer right there, ending it all, he drops the shotgun to fight him. Now, for some reason, Ta starts growling like a m- rabid dog, and his clothes just get ripped off by fly some off of him from some magical force. His just clothes are gone. Fly <laughs> off of him, and he's wearing pink boxer shirt, shorts. They're, they're, they're pink shorts with green polka dots. And what does his shirt say? I wish I were a teddy bear. That was insane. Yeah, it's so weird. Oh god. So before he can even reach the killer, he runs into something that causes him to drop in pain. Yeah,
1: this is this was so shitty. I don't shitty. know what it is. Was it supposed to be a rake hitting him in the balls? Something like hit him in the balls. Yes, yeah, and something. there's but it's you can't tell. It's like no, he's running at him. It's gonna be the epic fight. He steps on something which causes He just stops in pain and collapses. That's he all. He basically grabs his nuts and goes ah and falls over. Yeah. What the fuck happened? And yeah, you don't know. And the killer
0: just picks up this, like, metal pole and just impales T.A. with it. Killing him. Done. Done. Oh. Fade to black. And we go to Stephanie, Natalie, and Jeremy, who are back in Natalie's cabin. Stephanie takes off her shirt because there's one little drop of blood on it, which I didn't even see. But she so does blood on it, so she just takes her shirt off. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy suddenly is like, I'm going to be the hero now. And I'm going out there to do something about this. And he leaves. And the women just
1: tear into him how dare you you go run off you're gonna get killed you're gonna leave it's like this poor fuck can't fucking win with these bitches i swear to
0: god (laughs) he just he's getting shit from all the time yeah so they they Uh. chase after him out they chase they go outside chasing after him saying you're not leaving us alone but Jamie's like nope i have my mind made up i'm doing this he turns to leave but there's the killer who swings the machete at him but misses the killer does land a glancing blow to stephanie's shoulder though so this is a three-on-one. This is a three-on-one. But everybody's a pussy. Everyone just
1: scatters.
0: Yeah, the girls run off. Uh, Jeremy attacks the killer. Uh, Steffi does come back, picks up the dropped machete, slashes the killer on the arm, and then runs off again. Yeah. It's, it's like, just
1: finish him off. What is happening?
0: Yeah, the killer gives chase. She hides behind a trailer where she bumps into Jeremy. They hug. They kiss. Yeah, she's got she so she's
1: topless. Yeah, and he, they bump. She's he not, came, she's not like, exposed. But she's, she's wearing like a green. Oh yeah, she's sports wearing a green sports bra. Yeah. She's like, you came back from. Me. He's like, hell yeah, I did, baby. And they start making out. She throws her leg around him, like passionately yeah. making out. I'm like, guys, 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 this is not the time. It's not the time to want
0: to Uh, because the killer comes up from behind. Jeremy hits him over the back with with this metal pole. Then the killer kicks him in the face and impales him through like his fat side, like his love handle. Pinning him to the ground. Pinning him
1: to the ground. He can't get up. So he's still alive. He can't get up. He's pinned to the ground through this pole.
0: And then he stalks after Stephanie. Meanwhile, Warren and Natalie, they bump into each other into the dark. And they suggest that they make a run for his car. And back to the killer, standing over Stephanie. He picks picks her up by the hair, slams her up against this building, and then starts just beating her. Just
1: like wailing away on her. Yeah. Pretty violent. It yeah, gets, gets a little dark here for a minute. Yeah, like he starts gets really, really dark. <laughs> beating on her, and then he starts ripping her clothes yeah. off. He pulls out a,
0: a curved knife and runs it along her face and her body, like all like yeah, like seductive, like. Creepy, kind of like sexy, we saw in a uh, death spa where they had the the, the yeah. knife or whatever
1: it was, on or the a... limp asparagus. <laughs> 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 oh, but yeah, but then he undoes her jeans. Yeah, he takes it. He rips her pants off, and it's like a rapey scene. Yeah, she manages to, you know, way... and she's squirming on the ground, crying. I'm like, I'm like, this is getting kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, it's getting really weird. This is getting uncomfortable here. And this is slapstick fun, kind of. <laughs> and now we're getting a little rapey. Ah, yeah. Ah, come on, guys. You uh, know what's what's going on with the tone here? <laughs>
0: So, yeah, I, I was. I totally agree with you that I felt the same way, but she does manage to slip away. She starts to crawl, but of course, the, she doesn't get far because the killer grabs her, pulls her pants completely off, and then just looks like he's mounted like, Oh my god, he's gonna rape her. Yeah, that's he what did, I was thinking. Yeah, but then he just stabs her in the stomach.
1: Yeah,
0: and we do a really hard and, cut and now. Jeremy's on the ground going, No,
1: because no! he's fat ass, is the ground.
0: <laughs> um, but now it just like an instant hard cut, like stab her in the stomach, cut. Now he's leaping out of the shadows in front of Warren and Natalie. So he moves fast uh, for a heavy guy. And Warren shoves – he's like, fuck it. He just shoves Natalie right into the killer and runs away. <laughs> he leaves her for – he's like, I'm
1: out. No chivalry there. She
0: does put up a fight though, landing some like really good muay thai kicks. Yeah, to his, she's, like, do, to and his, she's like, doing
1: knees. She, yeah. she puts him in a plum. That's a, a knee, more yeah. a muay thai plum where you grab the back of someone's head and you start the throwing clutch. knees. Yeah, it's like the clutch. Yeah, and it's it's he just starts throwing those in. I'm like, that's good, good for her. Yeah. Um. So, but he does trip her
0: when she tries to turn around. Suddenly, Greg comes running in from nowhere and shifting the attention, the killer's attention to him. And during this slapstick pathetic fight which is basically just a slap fight uh which i guess was again supposed to be for humor's sakes greg gets stabbed in the shoulder falls down the killer goes back after natalie andy runs up to greg who tells him go help her don't leave me go get her Mm. so andy grabs the killer right as he's about to get a hold of natalie's leg
1: puts him in a decent bear hug
0: picks him up in a bear hug and like starts spinning him around in a circle and from out of fucking nowhere, the ranger shows up, tells him to stop, and he has the gun pointed at him. And he says, I knew you would come back. I knew you couldn't stop. You killed all those kids. At this point, the killer finally speaks, saying, bullshit, I never killed a kid. Now, from out of the shadows comes Dr. James, who says, no, I did. And James confronts the ranger about standing by and doing nothing once before, and he goes into his villain speech about how one, about no one had any idea what he was actually doing here. Cue flashback of a mother scolding her chubby son for sneaking <sighs> cookies, and this gets fucking weird because she tells the boy, she tells her son that boys who sneak cookies become fat, disgusting little blobs. That are too heavy, heavy for f- angels to carry away, and the devil comes and gets them in the middle of the night. Holy god, damn, that's harsh to kill a kid. I would hate to hear what this bitch had to say if she caught her son masturbating. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine what horror is laying that way
1: for that kid? <laughs> Poor bastard.
0: So the flashback continues with him talking about how people who eat healthy and extras are better people, and that fat people are nothing more than abominations. Uh, it became his job to save them from a life of shame and mockery, even if they wouldn't save themselves, blah, blah, blah. And flashback. Dr. James removes the chicken bucket from the killer's head to reveal Franklin, the guy who was kicked off the show.
1: Early the guy on. who is overweight but not obese. The not guy fat who did enough. calisthenics. The guy who was not fat enough.
0: Yeah. And Franklin says he came here for help but was turned away and only Dr. James would help him, that he believed in him.
1: So he suddenly I, which, was convinced to commit mass murder.
0: But also makes no sense in a way. Because uh, oh, really, <laughs> <laughs> for now we're getting to yeah, that. He, he told me, uh, that he could, he also thought he could cut away all the bad parts with which he lifts up his shirt to reveal that his stomachs all cut so he's up. Like he's a cutter. Yeah, yeah. And, and he's like, I don't believe any of this. This is bullshit. But before I go, on, like, if 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 Franklin was in cahoots with Doctor James from the beginning. I mean, this is something like Jack, he believed in me, like he knew me. That means James knew him before the show, it sounds like. But he showed up to get help, but said, oh, you turned me away. So now because you turned me away, I'm going to kill you all. It just, to me, it's a contradiction. Like, it it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the movie doesn't make, <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, you're reaching here. So Franklin pulls out a knife, says, uh, it says, believe this. And he attacks Andy. Dr. James turns, knocks the gun out of the ranger's hands and just like a fucking like, green bean or something just snaps the guy's neck one-handed. Yeah.
1: And- which, ah, you know how I feel about that. I do.
0: Oh, one handed just turns the guy's head and just snaps it. Like, motherfucker. Uh, so, ugh. anyway, Natalie takes off running. Dr. James orders Franklin to get her while he takes care of Andy. And he approaches and says, hey, I wanted to kill you myself because you... You mocked this whole thing. You never took it seriously. You Mm. mocked my my program. You're you're an abomination. So he pulls out a knife and he goes to stab Andy. When Stephanie runs in with a chainsaw and cuts Dr. James across the back of his legs. So... First of all, the way they shot the sequence is horrible. The timing is way off because Dr. James clearly had enough time to kill Andy.
1: He's like waiting, waiting, waiting. Yeah, you
0: can tell he's forced to hold back because yeah. she was way too far away when she started her run into the scene because he could eat. Yeah, it's awful. If you're watching, you, you know what we talk about. Meanwhile, Franklin, Natalie, Franklin has Natalie like this reverse bear hug, but lets her go when he sees Dr. James on the ground. He's like, oh, I have to go help him. So he runs off to help her. But he gets chainsawed to the gut instead. So, Franklin is eviscerated uh, by a blood-covered Stephanie now. Dr. James gets up, knocks the chainsaw out of her hand, grabs her by the throat. Natalie runs up behind him, picks up the knife he dropped, and stabs him in the back. The girls walk off like, ha-ha, we got it. You know, he's over. Dr. James pulls out the knife from his stomach, which it makes zero fucking sense because we just saw him get stabbed in, in the, the back, back. But he pulls out from his stomach. And they can't, but I'm like, goddamn, this guy can take a beating because he, he's been chainsawed across the legs, he's stabbed been in stabbed, the back, maybe
1: stabbed in the stomach. And
0: yeah, and he just stands back up and says, You think this is over? You could never beat me, you little cunts. He drops the cereal. So we have a faggot and a cunt dropping And He drop stands
1: up and he says, I am your intellectual superior. superior. I am your moral superior. Yeah. And he's then, making my, this my, grand speech. And you hear, my, my, what the fuck? fuck? And
0: then he just gets run over on over by a police, by pizza a, delivery minivan. <laughs> <laughs> the driver gets out with five pizzas. He's like, is this blah, blah, blah. And he's like, and he's like if I say yes, do so I get the pizzas?" He's like, I don't care. Just take if you have the money. Like, if you have money, they're, hey. they're yours. He's like, I have this many. And he holds it like a 20. He's like, here, take it. It takes the money, drops off the piece, gets in the van, and leaves. So, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> the next morning, the camp is all taped off in crime scene tape. Cops are there. Paramedics are all over. They're walking around. Warren is filming a spot about how he survived this harrowing story and how he risked life and limb to save the day. We cut to Stephanie wrapped in a blanket, sitting next to Jeremy. They chit-chat about surviving, blah, blah, blah. We jump over to two paramedics. They're talking about a missing body while staying over the chicken bucket. A third one comes up who's just wearing jeans and a shirt that says, like, paramedic or something like that. <laughs> and uh, and it says that there isn't another body anywhere. So they're completely missing a body. So Natalie then comes up, thanks, Greg, for saving her life, walks away, but then leaps on him, and they start
1: kissing. Aggressively making yeah. it
0: out. Yeah. So Andy, who is sitting down, holding a pizza box in one arm, wearing an empty pizza box on his head like a hat, while the, the two reward girls, the ones that were grinding on
1: two are massaging his, his forearms. Arm, they're
0: massaging like, his shoulders and arms, yeah. And he tells her, like, hey, hey, I'm the one who caught the killer, and I'm going to be famous. And the girl's like, "Oh, that's hot. That's sexy. You're gonna now, what, are you going to take those two pizzas home with you, or are you going to take these two hot girls home instead? And he's like, can't I take you both home? And, good answer Yeah. music plays zoom out fade to black roll credits now <clears throat> hidden scene during the credits uh, we see Spanish speaking Josue running down the road running down the road he stops to catch his breath and a car pulls up to him and driving the car is Dr. James who's bloody and says we've been looking for you you've been missing and again he's speaking Spanish you don't know what the fuck he says unless you speak Spanish fluently and he's like, he's like, just get in the car. We'll take you back to camp. Everything's fine. So he, so he does whole sway, gets in the car. And once inside, we see Holly from the opening of the, the film, the very
1: first opening scene, see, the, fat the fat girl with girl. the chicken bone or the chicken right, yeah, drumstick hair bray. She's in the passenger seat and she, she Dr.
0: James introduces her. As oh, she says, first niece. says, I love foreign man. He's like, yeah, this is my niece, Holly. Uh, Say it's her day of salvation too, and then they drive off,
1: and that's it. That's the movie. So does that mean sway has been running for days? Yeah, apparently days he's been running for days. days. Yeah, exactly. And Doctor James has escaped because he's all bloody and beat up. Mm-hmm. There's so-, so many questions about this ending. <laughs> fucking retarded. Yeah, he's been running apparently for days. He apparently hasn't gotten very far. No, even though they show him running at a pretty good
0: clip. Yeah. He's bloody driving a car, which obviously he just got away from the crime scene. Plus, she's Holly did, too. Where did she come from, and, and why, why is she, she bloody? It makes what? And if, if saying if he hates fat people so much, why is she one? I guess his niece, but she says it's her day of salvation too. So Does that, that means mean
1: she's gonna die. Yeah,
0: is he gonna kill his niece now too? Even though. We still know who killed Brie Olson because, by the way,
1: she's the one who. Like, yeah. She she wasn't yeah. fat. She was skinny in shape. She's... And there's there's no reason why Brie Olson died. Yeah, there's, no reason. There's it's like she's in the first five minutes. They got her th- somehow. Yeah. And like we that it, whole opening it, sequence has absolutely nothing. nothing to do with
0: the movie I know. at all. Nothing. Fuck. And, Yeah, like, why is she dead? Who killed her? Did Holly kill her? Or did Dr. James kill her? It doesn't fucking matter, because... Yeah. Anyway, and first of all, the other opening scene I want to talk about is the girl that is talking with Brie in the opening scene is also featured on the movie poster for this, and that's it. She's in five minutes of the movie. You never see her again. Motherfucker. And she's featured predominantly on the movie poster. What the fuck is wrong with this movie? Oh, God damn it. All right, so... That said, let's go on to favorite kills.
1: There can be only one favorite kill. All right. Aaron, what's your favorite kill for this, for Camp Massacre? I actually like the, uh, my favorite kill was seeing the actual killer get the chainsaw to the guts by the nurse. Uh, I did like that because, you know, it's, it, it, there were really shitty, shitty effects but it kind of still looked like a chainsaw was going into the stomach and it did a POV or a, you know, kind of a shot of her getting sprayed down with blood. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, it was my favorite kill. I thought it was, um, probably the most aggressive one. It wasn't kitschy. It was kind of, but it was, it was, it was visceral and good for the nurse.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm, I have a hard one with this because it just, to me, they're all so stupid. poorly done and stupid. Like some of you've all seen before, yeah, the chainsaw is probably the best done one. Um, I don't know, seeing Brie and naked in the shower is always nice. But, yeah, it is nice. But her destiny was awful. Which, by the way,
1: like, full frontal, too. Oh, full frontal, everything. Like, yeah.
0: Lex is being smothered in Phillip's fat. That's just weird. That That's an awful way to go. Uh, but at the same time, it looks so stupid. Like, I can't take it seriously. All she like,
1: had to do was, like, sit out. Yeah, you know, she could have moved a little bit. And, yeah. yeah,
0: or just like put her hand, and push the fat down. I mean, there's, I
1: don't know. It was like, well, the way the guy was grabbing her, I mean, it's a simple move where you just sit out. You just kind of scoot your butt to the side and sit out. You'd be okay. The way he was holding her. So. There you go. Um, lawnmower to the head with the, you know what? Fuck, i will probably just fuck. I'll go with you two. I'll go with
0: Franklin <laughs> and the Chainsaw. All right, two for two. They all kind of suck, but I guess that's probably the the best done one, yeah. best effect. So, all right, there you go. I'll go. With, I'll go with Franklin and the Saul. Jeez, I'm really disappointed. <laughs> I am disappointed. I'll go with Franklin and because the Saul. I wanted something like different. You know, I wanted something to stand out. But anyway, fuck it. Moving on to odds and ends.
1: Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? This week it's
0: gonna be really short because there's not much for this movie. Uh, ratings: IMDb gives it a five out of ten, which I'm wow. kind of surprised about. You know. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, again, no score whatsoever. No audience score, no thermometer, just nothing. Amazon. um, 3.5? 2.3. Ooh, that's one of our lower ones. One for Amazon. Uh, Trivia. Only one thing I could find on this movie was the original title was called Fat Chance. I like that better.
1: (laughs) I like that better. It should have been called Fat Chance.
0: Yeah, that was the original title. You can't
1: mask her. You actually think about, you know... Doesn't have anything to do with fat people and the whole thing revolves around fat,
0: yeah, people. I guess maybe they change it because oh, that's too offensive. But the whole movie if, is kind of offensive you think about it from a fat person's well, perspective. Yeah. Like, but, um, so that's it for trivia budget. Couldn't find once the so no budget Damn game it. this week. Um, that, I was gonna <laughs> guess. I was gonna guess. <laughs> oh, I, to guess. I was sixty thousand. Sixty thousand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I yeah. I
1: just because you had. A I don't few, know. Al Snow, Brie Olson.
0: Dick Warlock, I would say a little
1: more than that, but uh, even though they're, they're they're only in it for a little bit, they I'd probably did fifty, maybe. Uh, really?
0: Yeah. Jesus, I was, I'm 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 going a little really high because just because like I said, I'm, the uh, effects
1: were shit. Everything else was shit. Uh, and let's let's face it, Dick Warlock, Al Snow, Brie Olson, how much? Dude, she probably spent three hours doing that. Not even you wouldn't pay her that. Yeah, much.
0: but she still, even though yeah, she's a porn star, but still, you're gonna pay extra to get somebody naked.
1: And she gets top billing. She gets top
0: fucking billing. She's on the cover. She isn't like she's on the cover dead center and her first name's on the cover but in the credits it says featuring Bri Olson. she's not credited first. But, but
1: still it's You're selling you when like you But you in the poster that's who you're selling. You're selling and this other girl. you rented this movie from Family Video and the first thing that you see on the front is bam front and center Bri Olsen. Olsen and Al Snow oh, and shit. this other
0: hot brunette who is the one in the hotel room that which Nothing even happens. Worse, yeah. yeah. It's Just who's bloody holding? A, yeah, in the cover, Brie is bloody holding a machete. The necro she's talking to the hotel room is bloody holding, holding, an holding an a, cha- a chainsaw. chainsaw. Yeah. And they're never even. Yeah. Anyway, so fuck it. Um, but that we do get uh, some five star reviews. Wow.
1: These special movies have a place in these special people's hearts. Five star reviews.
0: Only one. <laughs> Only one five star review. Please say it's
1: from the fat guy who can't stand
0: from Bobby Nash. I am in this one. So I might be a bit biased. Five stars. Yeah. But it's not the fat guy who can't stand. It's the Bobby Nash played Clark, the cameraman who got pulled into the show. The first, the first fat guy to die. So the first fat guy to die. Yeah. Um, Five stars. Five stars. (laughs) Uh, But because that's all we had, I wanted, you know, let's go to one star reviews. I looked at one stars and I, there were two of those that I wrote down. From Sean C. Benton, other than the nudity, this movie was horrible. One star. <laughs> and from Greg O, one star for Brie. I know Brie Olsen is trying to take a, trying to break into mainstream film, but this was definitely not the movie to do for, to do it for her. The o- one and only redeeming factor is of this dreadful film is that Brie Olson nude shower scene. The rest of the movie is utter rubbish. Don't waste your time and money on this worthless piece of cinematic trash.
1: One star. We did. Well, we did.
0: Uh, so that's <laughs> that's all we got. This so, podcast felt long. Well, it was a two hour movie. Oh. It was a two hour movie. Uh so yeah, that's, final recommendations, Aaron. What what what's your closing statements here? Unless on the, on you're cat a cat massacre.
1: Unless you're a fan of four hundred pound men flopping around with their shirts off and bad effects, this is for you. However, I'm not into that shit. <laughs> so bad it's scary. So bad it's scary. Uh <clears throat> for me. I I actually
0: sat down and had to think about this because I've seen it twice now. The first time I saw it, I was like, oh, this is fucking awful. I hated it. But when I watched it again this week, I was like, you know what? It's so bad. But there, Al Snow gives a really good performance. I think the girl plays Natalie gives a good performance. There are a few funny things in this movie that are okay. But the fact that it's two hours long, it's a chore to get through this thing. This movie does not need to be Two hours long. It could... Have, I'm not saying it need to be like one of the one-hour movies we've watched, but they could have cut out so much stuff from this movie. And they, the, the whole opening scene with Brios doesn't even need to be in the movie. Oh, no. So that alone makes it almost because of the length. Uh, I'm going I'm to... I'm surprised gonna say, that you're
1: debating this long.
0: I, I'm going to say so bad it's scary, but but because of its length and it's, it's a lot of the poor effects and all things, but it is... There are some redeeming things about it. Like I said, if you want Al Snow, and Natalie saved it for me. There's a few funny things with, with Greg, uh, uh the the confident fat guy, who that's the director who the guy who directed it. Um but overall, yeah, I'm gonna say so bad scary, it's not worth a two hour watch. Like, right. If you can fast forward and just watch Al Snow scenes and the scenes with Natalie, that might be worth even, it. Other than that, even Al done. Snow
1: scenes, like I said, I mean the fight scene was okay. It was kinda of funny. I just think the Al Snow stuff could have been better. It wasn't bad, but it could have been better. That's oh, I'm all I'm saying. Saying, I totally agree; it could have been better. Totally could have, but I'm saying for this movie,
0: it is probably the best stuff in this movie, in my opinion. Now, who knows? But uh, so there you have it. Two so bad it's scarys for this week. Uh, that's gonna wrap us up for this week. Remember, f- check out our Facebook page. You can follow us on our website at HorribleHorrorPodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at so bad it's scary. We're on Instagram at horrible horror podcast with underscores between the words and you can download and listen to the show at horrible along with itunes as well where if you, you know check it out
1: if you like it give Do us five stars reviews. let us, us know how we're doing because yeah, uh, we want to know because give us some comments you know, suggestions ever since the con we've been picking up a little bit more traffic let us know how we're doing. If we need to do something different, please let us do because if we're you think doing we this. Suck, let us know. We're doing this for you,
0: so please let us know. Yep. Uh, so that's gonna be it. We'll be back in a week. In the meantime, watch more horror movies and always, always keep it loose. Keep it. <laughs> <laughs> keep it tight.